What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Politics by Faith. Thanks for being here. I want to play for you two of our interviews that we did with a recent special, Can Donald J. Trump Win in 2024? And then we'll end with our, our short segment on the importance of not losing our minds, not becoming hysterical. Hysterical people like to make other people hysterical. That's what they do. They tear people down. So it's Hurt people hurt people. Hysterical people need to make other people hysterical. And it's our job to make sure we don't do that. And there's some biblical wisdom there, of course, as well, that we'll get to. But first, let's start with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. I think it's very unfair when a opponent, a political opponent, is prosecuted by the DOJ, by Biden's DOJ. Uh, so they're losing in every poll. They're losing in almost every demographic, and I think they feel this is the way they're going to try and win. And that's not the way it goes. That will be bedlam in the country. It's a very bad thing. It's a very bad precedent. As we said, it's the opening of a Pandora's box, and that's a very, that's a very sad thing that's happened with this whole situation. Uh, when they talk about uh, threat to democracy. Yeah. Welcome back to our special, Can Donald Trump Win? I want to go to Dr. Sebastian Gorka, host on Salem Radio, host of the America First podcast, and a former special advisor to President Trump. Also, uh, Dr. Gorka is always generous enough to join us on my Sirius XM radio show, Breitbart News Daily, every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Dr. Gorka, how are you, sir? I'm good, especially since um, my worries about you taking over Alex Marlowe's slot have been completely alleviated. And our discussions every <laughs> Thursday are amazing. So, guys, you better tune in. Uh, not just national security, it's big picture stuff, it's religion, it's philosophy. Uh, tune in every Thursday morning. I appreciate that. Um, I got a bigger, I got the more important question I want to ask you second. But let's do the first simple question Can Donald Trump win in 2024? <laughs> Um, I, I wrote an article with that title for, for AMAC. It's also on my Substack as well. Look, if you look at the empirical objective facts, it's absolutely no man in human history has received more than 133 million votes for the presidency in two separate elections. Uh, so, you know, it's just fact that he received more votes than any incumbent in presidential history. The math is good. If the election were today, according to the polls, he would walk in with a 49-state slam dunk like Reagan against Carter. But that's not the issue. The issue is the objective fact. The issue is the left that is out of control. The left that is using everything, Fannie Willis in Georgia, Judge Ingeron in New York, Jack Smith in New York, Judge Chutkan, uh, to put 
this man behind bars. They know they can't win with what uh, Dan Bongino, my buddy, calls the senile old bag of rotting oatmeal in the White House. They can't win fair and square. So uh, he could win right now if there were a fair election. The question is, will they let that's that's the more important question. So let's go dive deep into that. Will they let Donald Trump win? What does that mean to you? Well, look, th this is this is kind of impossible to to predict. My, you know, you, you know my background. Before I joined the administration, I spent twenty, thirty years in national security, and my thing was irregular warfare, counterterrorism, and most specifically, strategy. I, I love grand strategy. And I can tell you, I've written books on the grand strategy of our enemies like China, uh, jihadi groups like ISIS, Russia, North Korea. I can do that. Why? Because they may be evil bastards, but they're actually rational actors. Even the weird ones like Lil Kim and the Hermit Kingdom uh, can be predicted in their behavior strategically. However, I can't channel lunatics like I, I can't predict what people who are riven through with bile and hatred are going to do in the next 10 months and that's the, the democrat party i mean what one piece of evidence when you indict president trump the first time in new york uh and he gets more popular and he raises more money you should say mm, that's not what we expected and then you do it again in dc and again he's more popular he raises even more money. At that point, what does a rational act to do with my act? They say, you know, we probably shouldn't do any more of this because it's good for President Trump. Instead, they indict him three more times. Then they try and remove him from the ballots in Colorado, in Maine. These people aren't rational actors. They are hate-driven lunatics. So I can't predict them. We need to isolate that sound clip and make that on the board. I can't predict the behavior of lunatics, Mike. <laughs> what, what, what is the human nature drive that is leading these people to lunacy? America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Couple of things. So, um, number one, a desperation to maintain power. You look at what happened, Hunter Biden, the president's son, is in contravention of a legal subpoena. He's committed a crime. Congress has subpoenaed him, and he refuses to come in to testify behind closed doors. Instead, when that committee has its next hearing about holding him in contempt of Congress, what does he do? He comes into the hearing room with his entourage, with his lawyers, to sit down and gloat like, like a princeling out of you know, the, 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 the city-states of, of, of Florence, right? He's, ah, I'm a Biden. You can subpoena me. I don't have to do anything. So there's this arrogance to maintain power, number one. Number two, what's driving them? 
just hatred. Why? I said this when I was in the White House. I said it after I left the White House. Donald Trump won despite the GOP, not thanks to the GOP. This is the first guy. I mean, look, it's funny that an immigrant like me has to remind the Americans who are born here that there's something very different about what happened in 2016. From George Washington to Obama, every single president in American history was connected. Why? They were all members of the political and military elites. They were all senators, congressmen, governors, or retired generals. From Washington to Obama. Along comes a real estate mogul, a reality TV star from Manhattan, and he becomes the president the first time he runs. Nobody does that. Not even Reagan did that. And what's the problem with that? You're not owned by anyone. Nobody made you. You're not owned by big oil, by big pharma, by the unions. Nobody owns you. As a result, he, is an, he remains an existential threat to the vested interest in this stinking city, Washington, D.C., whether they be Democrat, whether they be Rhino, whether they be the big lobbies. This man is a threat to the swamp existentially. So these are you know, the core motivations why they have to stop it. You wrote an article also on AMAC about the horrific thought of the ultimate end of all of this. And, and it's, you talked about all these other actors around the world, these other times and peoples around the world. And we, we, we make our, at our own peril, we think we're inherently different than other peoples around the world where assassination has been a tool. It's happened a lot here. Is that on the table? Look, I, I, don't, I don't want to paint the devil on, on, on the wall, but when, you know, the likes of Dan Bongino, who was a Secret Service agent, served multiple presidents, talks about that possibility on his show, the biggest radio show in America, when uh, the likes of Alan Dershowitz, who's no Trump supporter, comes on my radio show and says he's worried for the life of the president, you have to take things seriously. And in the article and on my Newsmax show, I, I go through the litany of the last hundred years of political violence in America, whether it's Chongloss killing McKinley, whether it's uh, the communist, let's be clear, Lee Harvey Oswald was a communist who defected the Soviet Union, whether it's Lee Harvey Oswald with JFK, whether it's Sirhan Sirhan uh, with his brother RFK, uh, whether it's Squeaky Fromm, whether it's uh, Hinckley, or more recently, whether it's James Hodgkinson on a baseball field not far from where I'm sitting with a Soviet SKS rifle trying to kill all the Republicans at that charity baseball game and almost succeeding in murdering Steve Scalise, or whether it's Nicholas Oreska, names, ask the average person, who's Nicholas Oreska? They have no idea. The Democrat who traveled from California with a Glock, with a bayonet and zip ties to kill Justice uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Why? Because he was pro-life. These are all leftists. These are all men and women of the left. And then you see what happened a month ago. In one weekend, the New York Times, the Washington Post, a whole issue of Atlantic, talks about President Trump as the dictator. And Robert Kagan writes a 5,300-word piece in the Post. When was the last time, Mike, you saw a 5,300-word piece where he calls President Trump a Caesar, like Julius Caesar? And then you go, okay. I get it. When we were in the White House at the beginning of our tenure, what were the Democrats doing in New York? Shakespeare in the city, in that theater, that open air theater, was performing 
Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. And how did they do it? Caesar was dressed like me in a blue suit, white shirt, red tie, and the actor was wearing a blonde wig. And what happened every night? Caesar was assassinated, covered in blood, stabbed 31 times by his fellow senators and, and politicians. And what is the audience doing? You can watch the video. It's been filmed by conservatives who are in the audience. They're, they're, they're clapping. They're saying, yes, they killed him. It's the effigy of Trump and he's dead. This, look, don't listen to me. You can say I'm biased because I worked for the president in the White House. But when, you know, truly sober, serious journalists like Molly Hemingway call all of that from Kagan to the Post to everybody else, assassination info prep, you need to take this seriously. And, and I bloody well hope that that Secret Service detail at Mar-a-Lago and with the president of the rallies, I hope they are on their game, Mike. Yes. Yes. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Salem radio host. Dr. Gorka, where can people uh, listen to you more? Uh, we're across the nation on the Salem channels, uh, 300 plus stations. Uh, listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We also uh, broadcast on Rumble, the video. Uh, check out my website where we have the audio feed 24-7. That's sebgorka.com. And for the articles uh, that you so kindly mentioned, you can get them all for free at my Substack. That's Sebastian Walker, one word, sebastiangorka.substack.com. Former special advisor to the president, Dr. Gorka. Wonderful to talk to you, sir. Thanks, buddy. Grateful for you. And we talk to Dr. Gorka every day, uh, every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm serious. I got, we got to get that done. I can't predict the behavior of lunatics, Mike. <laughs> I got to work on my Dr. Gorka. And first, uh, Sean Spicer coming up next right here on our special on the first TV. Can Donald Trump win? This podcast brought to you by the Patriot Gold Group. There's two things that Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, and JP Morgan agree that the Fed is going to cut rates in 2024, right? And record high gold prices in 2024. One of the reasons why there will be record high gold prices is because. Oh, let me say one thing quick. The three biggest drops in the S&P uh, were 1929, 2000, 2007. They all happened after the first Fed rate cut and then gold soared. So that's why that's one reason. Another is um, national debt. National debt's $34 trillion. It used to be about 60% of our GDP 20 years ago. Now it's 130% of our GDP. So when the national debt goes up, price of gold goes up as well. And that's good for you if you have some. If you don't have any, then it doesn't doesn't do you any good. one 617 6122 In fact, it makes it harder for you to get, get in the game. So get in now. one 617 6122 Call for a free investor's guide and see if this makes sense for you and your family. And know that Patriot Gold Group is the best. Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer seven years in a row. one 617 6122 PatriotGoldGroup.com. The things that yeah. keep me up because you you don't have control over them, mm -hmm. and you wonder where are people? Where are we in this? Uh, you know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit, it affects us in ways that I, sometimes I think people take for granted. 
What is she so terrified about? Sean Spicer is here, host of The Sean Spicer Show, 7 o'clock Eastern, right here on the 1st every weekday, former White House press secretary, of course. Mr. Spicer, how are you doing, sir? I'm well, thanks for having me. Always good to see you. We'll get some insight into to Trump here. Where's his head at, you think, right now, at this point in the campaign? I think at this point in the campaign, Trump's view is, I want to sew this nomination up as quick as possible and focus on the general. And I think that's where he's headed. Um, and he wants everybody to jump on board. You've seen a bunch of endorsements coming from Capitol Hill, uh, from places that you might not have expected, people that have been always been strong on the Trump train, if you will. But I think he wants to consolidate the nomination quickly uh, and then focus entirely on the general election. And, and I think, frankly, it's playing out that way. What, is, what does one do when you have Iowa, you have New Hampshire, you have these first states, and you know, good, some percentage of people don't vote for him, right? Uh, even if he blows it out in these certain states, well, there's still a bunch who didn't. How do you bring those people back into the fold during the general? So there's two, two things. One is, to your point, you, you're trying to, you try to bring them back in. So maybe that's by getting Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley to endorse you, which I think they'll all, everybody's gonna fall in line. I mean, it's just a matter of when and how. So that's part of it, is to try to get some of your rivals and, those, and their supporters to get on board. Um, and then the second is just a reality. I mean, there are people out there who maybe didn't like Trump, but say, I like his policies, I don't like his style. They're not gonna vote for Joe Biden. And so they might begrudgingly get on board, but especially after what we're dealing with right now, Mike, like, I, I do interviews all the time um, on radio and other podcasts, whatever. And people will say like, how can you vote for Trump? Or why do you think the case is? And I, I've said, this is the most unique situation in American history. You have a former president running against a current president. And so you can truly compare four years of Trump with over yes. three years of Biden. There is domestically and internationally no greater of a stark difference between these two candidates and how they operate. But more importantly, the results they got domestically and internationally. That's it, full stop. And so I think Trump will make that contrast argument real quick, which is, here's what I did. Unemployment low, uh, energy independent, a secure border, domestically, internationally, zero conflicts. Biden, open border, interest rates through the roof, concern about the economy, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, internationally, Russia invading Ukraine, Hamas attacking Russia, excuse me, Israel, uh, Iran becoming more provocative, China in the South China Sea, trying to be very open about their plans to invade and take over Taiwan. Uh, all of that happening in three years. So you tell me which one you want. And I think Trump is gonna pivot to that message very quickly. And it's not a tough sell. So I think if he does it well, people will start to come over quicker than, uh, you know, a lot quicker than I think uh, some of the the mainstream media and and never Trumpers would like. Yeah, we've all been around. We've all been alive the last five years. And you think of Trump pre-COVID. Th there's as you said, there's never been such a clear A B test. There's no unknowns. There's no I don't know what the Trump presidency will do. We'll see. Let's roll the dice. Or I don't know what Biden will be like. We know. Like we know everything. Pick <laughs> which do you want? Well, so it, it should it, be an easy it, sell. Was, you think. It, in the 2015 campaign, that's which is how a lot of campaigns that I've been involved in the last 30 years work, which is it's it's hypothetical, it's notional. If yeah. you elect Hillary Clinton, you're gonna get this. I will do the following if I'm elected, which is what Donald Trump, and people 
sort of placed their hopes and dreams and said, I don't know that I really believe everything that Trump is saying because of his past. He was a Democrat. We don't know. He's never been elected. Uh, some of the people he pals around with. Hillary Clinton, we know. We don't like it. We'll give Trump a chance. Well, this time, there's nothing hypothetical. It's literally, here was what four years looked like under Trump. Here's what four years are going to look like under Biden. Pick. That's it. Yeah. It's a simple, simple proposition. Which I think is why the Democrats have to make up some hypotheticals. And that's when they go to absolute lunatic land, which is, uh, you know, he's going to murder all of MSNBC and but stuff like know, that. They have to the, make the, up these hypotheticals. Getting back to the uniqueness of this cycle. When you're running campaigns, you're always trying to accentuate your positives and point out other people's negatives, right? So the Biden team is really trying to figure out how to play the economy, get people on board saying it's getting better. The one thing that they have working against them that they cannot fix is the concern that people have with the cognitive and physical decline of President Biden because of his age. And unless they make him Benjamin Button, it's not going to they can't there's nothing they can do they can't say he's going to become younger or we're going to suspend him in time or we're going to help him up the stairs more it's just not going to happen and that concern continues uh to grow exponentially not just among republican and independent voters but their own base I f yes i feel like there's not enough talk about a third party person and the spoiler role that an rfk jr or someone else picking off two points can make here. No one's really talking about that. What, what do you see in the scene there? Well, I think you're right to point it out, Mike. They should be. Look, here's what I'll tell you. In, in uh, This is the perfect example. Uh, in 2016, Donald Trump won Michigan by 0.2 of a percent, 10,703 mm. votes. Jill Stein, the, the Green Party candidate, got over 50,000 votes in Michigan. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's going out on a limb saying that if Jill Stein wasn't on the ballot, Trump probably wouldn't have won That's Michigan. Amazing. Those voters, amazing. enough of them would have voted for Hillary, right? Fast forward to 2020, the Green Party candidate got 1,000 votes, 1,000 votes, and Trump lost Michigan by over 40,000 votes. So again, how the third party does, and this is why what you're asking is absolutely the right question. If you tell me how a third party does, in this election, I'll tell you who wins. The the 2016 election was divided, was decided over three states by 45,000 votes. In 2020, it was three states and 70,000 votes. This is going to come down to a handful of states. A third party that gets 10, 20,000 votes in some of those key battleground states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, or Wisconsin, can tilt that state and make a difference. All of those electoral votes can go one way or the other, depending on the strength of the third party. Last point, Amazing. here's where it all comes down to, ballot access. So the big talk right now is Robert Kennedy Jr. Here's the problem, Robert Kennedy Jr. is on one ballot, he's on Utah. So the guy could poll at 40, 50, 60%. If you can't vote for him, it doesn't matter. And ballot access is a major, major problem for non-major party candidates. Wait, how is he only on one ballot? Why is he on there and why is he not on every other ballot as a third party person? That's because when you're a third party, states have created a system that benefits major parties, the Republicans and the Democrats. So even the Green Party has to fight for ballot access. And they've got it in certain states, but then what they do is they'll make you maintain that ballot access. So you'll have to have X amount of vote in the last election. You'll have to have been getting Whoa. this many signatures. Kennedy in Utah, it's a relatively easy process there. I think it's a thousand signatures in a, in a uh, you stroke a check. In a lot of states, they intentionally try to keep minor party candidates, independent candidates off the ballot. 
So again, if Robert Kennedy can't get on a ballot and you can't vote for him, then it doesn't yes. matter how many people support him. And right now he's on one ballot. Wow. Oh, that's huge. Oh, that alleviates yeah. all my concerns that he would be a spoiler here. Because you're, you're talking about like if someone gets 10,000 votes, well, what if someone gets 5% of the vote? <laughs> right. Like, oh, well, now the whole game is different. Okay, Correct. that's and great. That's the okay, point, so, right? so, so you take a, a, a state like Arizona. What was that? 10,000, 14,000 votes. I can't remember off the top of my head. But you get a third party candidate. Let's say it's Jill Stein. She's running again as the Green Party candidate. If she can get 20,000 votes, that's a huge help to Trump. If Robert Kennedy were to get on the ballot, well, I don't know. The no labels yeah. team is spending tens of millions of dollars trying to get ballot access. They're the ones that I would watch. Number one, can they get on states' ballots and how many? And number two, who ultimately their nominee is. Now, if it's Joe Manchin or a, a Democrat, that would help mm. Donald Trump. If uh, John Huntsman, the former Republican governor of Utah, were to be their nominee for president and then they had a Democrat as vice president, I think that would probably hurt Trump a little. And so who their mm. candidate at the top of the ticket is and how many ballots they get on in, in the states is going to be critical. But the question that you're asking, Mike, is absolutely the most important question of this cycle. Who wins this election will come down to how many third parties are on the ballots in key battleground states. And we gotta run here, but are those, is that already decided or is there still time to get on other states? Great question. It's still like, so each state has a deadline. They all vary in each of the 50 states and they all have their own uh, prescription to get on. So some of them are signatures, some of them are uh, you pay a, a combination of, of a filing fee, et cetera, but they're all different and they all have different deadlines. And so that's the key. So wow. what you have to do to get on Pennsylvania is not the same as Michigan. Utah is one of the easier ones, which is why Kennedy is on there, but he's claiming that he's going to spend over $10 million focused on just ballot access alone. Wow. Oh, huge, huge conversation here. All right. That's the type of insight you get at the Sean Spicer show <laughs> every weekday at seven o'clock Eastern, former White House press secretary. Sean, great to talk to you, brother. You bet. Thanks, man. And obviously, if anyone can't, can't watch, they could do a subscribe on YouTube or Rumble or Apple. I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do it. Thanks, man. All right. Um, let's wrap up our, our special here. Great, great, great stuff. My final thought, my final suggestion is to make sure that we always keep a level head throughout these next few months here and be a happy warrior. We should do a, a whole special on what it means to be happy warrior, actually. But, but keeping a level head, staying calm, throughout this time, especially when the left is in total lunatic hysteria mode, and they're gonna to try to bring you down with them. Because people who are hysterical, or people who are very angry, but people who are hysterical are easily manipulated. And that's what they wanna do with people. And I'm reminded of the scene from Hamlet. And Hamlet's talking to, uh, it's our second Shakespeare reference today. Uh, Hamlet's talking to Horatio. And he says, uh, well, so we'll put it up on the screen here so you can read yourself. We're low on time. So you, you can read the uh, Shakespearean yourself. But the point of it is, the, the, uh, the translation here is, Horatio, I admire you because you take everything that life hands you, the good and the bad, with, with a calm acceptance. You're passionate, but you never lose your reason. You've mastered your emotions. And he says at the end, for that reason, I keep you close to my heart. He values Horatio because he keeps a level head. We need to be Horatio. And this is ancient wisdom. This is biblical wisdom to keep a level head through it all. Titus 2 talks about who you should make elders of your church. And it's, he says, uh, um, 
Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. So we need to be throughout this election as well. Steadfast means to stay. Stead means to stay. And fast means to, um, but stead actually has more of a connotation of relying on. So you stay, but you're, you more rely on. And then fast means like a fastener, like, like you, you stay, hold uh, true to something. So you, you hold true, you stay hard in the truth. That's what steadfast means. So let's not let the hysterical bring you down. Mike Slater, the first TV, spread the word. This podcast brought to you by the Patriot Gold. No, sorry again. Eh, try again. This podcast brought to you by Public Square, America's marketplace. They really are. They're so important. This fills the void. Years ago, we were like, why are we spending money with all these woke companies? I wish I knew where I should go. I wish I knew where to spend my money. I wish I knew where the great patriots were that are also starting companies and businesses. And I wish I could support them instead of giving my money to these perverts. So <laughs> who is it? It's Public Square. Public Square is the marketplace of all of those companies. Every category you can imagine, but the place I like to start is near me. So download the app for free, hit near me, and then uh, restaurants. Restaurants near me. And you can find people who, who have a restaurant, who share your values, who are conservative, like you who love this country. It's an amazing resource, so powerful, and it's, and it's thriving. I was, at the, I was at the app launch a couple years ago, now they're on the New York Stock Exchange. Public Square, totally free download, publicsq.com, or download in the App Store for free.